Do you know, I was I remember Ross I was very critical of Wendy. Said, oh, so scary! Like, oh, you can't listen to this when you're you know walking along on a dark night, which I did <laughs> every time I was listening to it. So I'm like, I completely disagree with those views. But I mean, those aside, I, I just didn't like like didn't really appeal to me. Right, um, so I suppose we'll introduce this episode. Uh, this is a special bonus episode of the Audiobook Club podcast. Um, in this episode, we will be just reflecting on the year, going through our top 10, going back through the books that we've reviewed, and, and seeing if our opinions have changed on it, what we think about the books, books now upon reflection. So I guess we'll just crack into it then. Um, book number 10 that averaged uh, 2.25 between the four of us was Blood Meridian. That comes in as number 10. <laughs> so I guess, uh, Jason, you this was your pick, so we'll start with you then. Um, what's your opinion on this book? Has anything changed for you? Um, good good introduction for me. First book coming in at number 10 of the year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I was... Uh, I think I was probably the the most supportive of the book. Uh, maybe that was partially host bias. I don't know, um, but I I still find it just quite a powerful book. You know, I don't think my opinions necessarily changed in the audiobook. Um, I never got round to reading the the actual hard copy, but I think I still I still plan on it in the future because I think in written form it definitely will be a better experience. Yeah, so Jason, you give it a you give it a free. Would that still be kind 3. of three point five? No, that's mine. Sorry, you give it a three point five. Would that still be where you would put it then? Yeah, I think in terms of the audiobook, I would still still keep it at a three and a half out of five for me. Um, um, I don't think things have changed since like reading or listening to any of the other books. Um, I think I would still. In terms of like just sheer enjoyment and I suppose it's how we sort of measure things because like a completely different book, The Harry Potter 2, which I also scored as a 3.5. Um, but two different, two vastly different pieces of work. Um, yeah. you know, one is like a work of literary like genius and one is uh, Blood Meridian, no JK. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I still stand with my three and a half star rating. I think, uh, whereas I think it's like a very powerful book, I think my actual enjoyment factor what is what brought it down. Whereas I yeah. could argue that it was probably like the, the whimsy of a similarly scored book that maybe brought it, that brought that up, you know? Yeah. The, the next highest score on that book was me with three stars. Um, guess i'll go next then with mine um yeah i pretty much the same as you jason I, I did find it very powerful i did find it very interesting i really liked talking about the book it was a really good episode to record for us um i don't i don't envy you in hosting that episode because i didn't 
it was a very dense and as you say a very yeah, literary but probably the most literary <laughs> book that we've done uh i think i would still say with about a free free stars i did find like the character of the judge very very interesting and i i found that there was a lot of cool moments on the book but it just it was hard to enjoy it was like so weighty with despair and horrible things happening and sometimes Cormac McCarthy's style was just extremely difficult to follow uh next next highest score on that book was Stephen rated that book a 1.5 how do you feel about that now Stephen yeah I think I think my score still stands like that's yeah <laughs> for as, as for how much I enjoyed the book I think 1.5 is is bang on now I remember saying in that episode that I enjoyed the book more after the fact because like I was discovering things that we were talking about like the oh is it like the <clears throat> religious like uh, symbolisms like uh, you know speaking in tongues the judge speaking in tongues and stuff like this and that made me appreciate it more but as, as I keep saying every episode I rate on enjoyment factor and I, I, I think 1.5 is all I can give that yeah <laughs> so yeah, yeah, because that is our rating system. It has it has our enjoyment factor, basically. Yeah. Now, I think I would enjoy it. I think I said this at the time as well. But I think I would enjoy it as a, like reading the, actually reading it as opposed to listening to it. Because as I keep talking about every, it seems like every other episode, the, the narrator really has an effect for me yeah. when I'm listening to a book. If there's a bad narrator, or if it's done in a particular style... Yeah, I don't know if you I think this like is it. a fair comment, Stephen, but I'd say you're probably the most picky when it comes to the narrator. Yeah, I think that is, that is 100%. Yeah, I, I would absolutely take that. Um, like, it absolutely kills it for me. If there's a bad narrator, or if it's done in that monotone style, or, or you know, something like that. It, 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 yeah. I like to get immersed and if I can't get immersed because of the narrator, then it just there's no enjoyment for me. So now, if I could, if I could have got immersed in this book and like no, could feel like I was there doing all the scalpings, then <laughs> yeah, higher higher stars. But no, Fred, one point five is my max for this. And Jonathan, you you came on the lowest with this book. You rated this a one star, which was the lowest that we do rate. Uh, do you still feel the same way? Uh, yeah, I do. I remember this this book was quite hard to follow, and just I just found it very repetitive, um, and didn't really enjoy anything about it. So yeah, I would, I would like to stand by my rating. Yeah, I, I think I remember the episode, Jonathan. You did not say a lot. You didn't have a lot to say on this book. Oh. <laughs> so I said oh, that I enjoyed talking that about it, but you didn't. You didn't even get that out of it. It's just. It was a completely unenjoyable experience all around. I will say that I did enjoy doing the episode for that one. If that wasn't clear in my thing that I just said, I really enjoyed that episode, like, talking about it. Yeah, it was a very fun book to talk about, I found. Like, yeah. I yeah. think, it, again, it was just the, the downfall of maybe the audiobook for some of us, like, of how, like, how much is going on. But, like, we had so much to dissect then when we talked about it. Yeah. And I have I have seen people who... Who caught, who really love this book say that they didn't like it that much on the first read, so it does seem to be one that people get more fond of the more they return to it. Okay, so that's our book number ten, Blood Meridian. Uh author Cormac McCarthy and the narrator on that was Richard Poe. 
So I guess we'll go on to our book number nine. Uh, book number nine was the book that we've just reviewed recently there. It was Journey to the Center of the Earth. That averaged on a 2.5. Uh, actually, all of us rated it a 2.5. Yeah. So I guess, uh, who, who who suggested that again? That was Steve, That was your book, wasn't it, Stephen? Was uh, how do you feel about that? I mean, it's hard to talk about how you feel differently about that book since we only just reviewed it. Like We've just done it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's even if it was like you know the the first book we did this year, I think I would still stand by the the score. Um, you know, it was it, parts of it were really good, and parts of it were really boring and hard to follow, <laughs> and too much to talk about geology. Uh, but I mean, performance was good, so you know I was in in the zone for this one, uh, and I think yeah, in terms of enjoyment, fact, I think two point five is is hundred percent for me. Yeah kind of middle of the road you know i as i said i enjoy parts some parts of it i could listen to it again but i probably <laughs> yeah i'm pretty much the same i i enjoyed tim curry's performance i just uh there was so much uh jargon and geology and hard science fiction and it. it was kind of off-putting to me but i, I like the central story and i, I like some of what went on which is why i went middle of the road was 2.5 i think i will kind of stand by that as time goes on but i would definitely be interested in checking out more of Jules Verne's books. I feel like, uh, just, sorry, just just you know, more of Jules Verne's work. I think Around uh, the World in 80 Days might be a shout. <laughs> I feel like that one's not going to be so as much hard science, but then. Yeah, I think a lot of his books are also free on Audible, so. Yeah, worth checking out. I think I got, I think I got uh, the, whatever it was, like 10,000 Leagues Below the Sea or whatever it's called, like for free recently. That one feels like it's going to be more hard science because of the nature of it, but potentially, yeah, potentially. or the same, yeah. But there's a giant squid, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess we'll go on to you next then, Jason. Uh, two point five. You rated this two point five overall. Do you think that's a yeah? Do you stand by that? I think that was. I think that's a, a fair rating. I think the fact that we all came in at that score, we all had it in their heads before at the very start. I think it was just a, it's a very average experience. Yeah. Um, Tim Curry was good. He was giving me a bit of Stephen Fry periods. I think it was just the accent. I know I'm not the 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 Stephen Fry loving person <laughs> like the rest of you, but um, yeah, I have nothing else really to add. I think you know it's just as you say, quite hard science dragged a bit at times. There was some good bits, but overall, like I probably only enjoyed about half the book. So I think two and a half sort of in the middles. Fair enough score. Yeah, uh, that that should be like the blurb on the front of the book. A very average experience. <laughs> um, Jonathan, Jonathan, you were the same as everybody else. 2.5, 2.5 overall. What do you think now, this whole like couple of weeks later? Yeah, I mean, this, again, only a few weeks later. So not much has changed in what I thought about it. Um, I enjoyed parts of the book. Um, didn't like other parts. It was just a very average book for me um, in terms of enjoyment. I think like whenever I watched, I think I mentioned a lot about the the uh, movie. You know, I think the movie's a lot better, uh, the Brendan Fraser one. But that's possible only because Brendan Fraser's in it. But I just this this one is it's maybe just because it's a bit old. It was probably better back whenever it was written and more like you know this was kind of proper science fiction. But now it just it just doesn't hold up for me. Um, 
in this day and age, but um, yeah, so I stick by what I said. Yeah, I think that was the prevailing opinion that it was like very much a, a product of its time. So anyway, that was Journey to the Center of the Earth by Jules Verne and read by Tim Curry, and that was our book number nine. Okay, so book number eight, um, a book actually that I did not um, read or take any part in the podcast, is Slow Horses by Mick Hearn, narrated by Sean Bart. That was Stephen's pick. So that book came in, uh, Mick and Stephen both gave a, a fairly decent score, um, but there was a certain Jonathan Cain <laughs> who gave it a 1 out of 5. Um so, Jonathan, um, I'd like to hear your opinion first on Slow Horses. So, has things changed at all? Would you still give it a 1 out of 5? Did you ever go in towards a TV show at all? I think I said this back at the time. I think I probably would like the TV show. I think the book reason I scored so low was because, again, it was just one of the ones that's hard to follow. Whereas a TV show might be, obviously, if you can see the thing, so it's a bit easier. But I, I remember not enjoying this book at the time i think if, as well just because i do know more about it now if i read it again probably would maybe score it a bit higher because i would be able to understand what's going on more but i think as a first read yeah for me it was the same score um yeah so one out of five for johnny um to say before i go on to uh michael and steven who both give it a three and a half out of five um i actually never never got around to reading slow horses um or watching the tv show i think i might have watched like the first 10 minutes of the show and then got distracted and then just never never went back <laughs> to it um but I, it's it's there it's on my list maybe someday season three just came out so i've seen that i was actually saying that to michael before we started i say i must say to steven that there's already three seasons of the show out. when steven picks the sequel you can catch up on the first one then i might do that too you know <laughs> well i i would i would give it a go i mean the i think the plot sounds sounds quite interesting um right well i'll go to michael next even though he's both scored three and a half so michael if you could tell us would you like on the basis of all the other books we've listened to this year um would you change your score three out of three and a half out of five or are you sort of gonna stick yeah um i think Eight, eight on our overall list seems kind of low for this, but I think that is, it's very much dragged down by the fact Jonathan did not enjoy it at all. A one star is, it definitely impacts the overall score. A 3.5. <laughs> a 3.5 for me does, does feel about right for this book. I think, I think I said at the time of the episode that I think I would enjoy it more if I revisited it and listened to it again. I thought the I thought the performance was pretty good, and I thought the writing was pretty good. The characters were all engaging, and the story itself was engaging. Uh, and I would be interested to check out the TV show. I still haven't, but if if it were if somebody were to just sit me down and say we're going to watch Slow Horses, I would not be you know I wouldn't see it as a bad thing. I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. Okay, I'll be down after this episode. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> someday I'll watch it someday. I promise. <laughs> Right, well, Stephen, I'm pretty sure it was your pick. So you give it three and a half out of five as well, based on the following year, based on the next two seasons of the show. Would you change anything at all? Well, I haven't, I haven't seen the latest season yet, but I think, I think I would rate it a bit higher. Just looking at my other scores for the rest of the year, and Rivers of London was I put as a four, and I think this would have been either 
as good as that or maybe a bit higher. So I think I'll bump it up a little bit. But, um, I mean, it's fine. Uh, yeah, I, I love the book. I, I, I love that sort of genre. I think I said that at the time. I wanted to do more sort of <coughs> stuff like that. Sort of crime thriller types, uh, which I tried to do with Thursday Murder Club. And, you know, we'll talk about that. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I, I really like this one. I think maybe a bit higher or stay the same. It's fine. It's a good one. Watch season three. Watch the whole thing. <laughs> I'll get around to it. I will. <laughs> promise you. It's fine. Um, I'm, I'm very bad at watching TV shows these days. <laughs> it's got Gary Oldman in it and he slays, as always, so. Uh, he looks like a big. He looks like he smells every yeah. time I see from the show. Yeah, he's he supposed to. Yeah, uh, perfect. <laughs> he's supposed <laughs> to. <laughs> have you have you never seen a picture of him? Like I'll put a picture. He's greasy, like. Uh, but yeah, the character that's that's buying all for the character. He smells. <laughs> I, I right. thought you were saying um, Gary Oldman in general, Stephen, <laughs> not the character. <laughs> no, 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 the character. Yeah, the like, character like, looks like, like that's his job. Look at him, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, thanks, thanks for that, lads. Um, so we're going to move on to number seven of our top ten list. Um, so this was actually my very first episode on the podcast, which is way back in May, which actually seems a long time ago. I didn't think it was uh, that long ago. That is weird. Um, so that yeah. book was Thursday... Yeah, yeah. So that book was Thursday Murder Club um, by Richard Osman, formerly of Pointless, and narrated by Leslie Manful. So Stephen hosted that episode. Stephen, did you pick that book? I did, yeah. I picked Low Scores. You did, yeah. It's, it's not... Ah, well. I mean, I picked 10th on the list, so... <laughs> So that book came in as, say, number seven on our list. So actually, the lowest two scores were actually from Stephen and Michael, who both gave it a two and a half out of five. Um, would either of you like to chat about Thursday Murder Club? Would you change your scores as anything? I, think I, I can go, yeah. I mean, I was look, again, I was looking at the scores that I've given everything else, and I, I kind of conflicted because, like, I rated this, what was it, a two, 2.5? which I yeah. also rated for yeah. The Shining and Journey to the Centre of the Earth. And I think I enjoyed this more than both of those. But, really? I, I mean, I don't know if I can put it any higher because like, it was it was definitely a middle of the road book for me. Um, there, was a lot of, there was a lot of interesting stuff going on, but I think I wanted more out of the book after what Slow Horses gave me, as I was saying before. Uh, and it just uh, just didn't get it. I think, uh, as I said, I think we talked about this in the episode as well. I had expectations for this book, and it was completely wrong. It was I was expecting a super crime thriller, and it's just a cozy wee mystery. So I think two and a half. I, yeah. I think I would keep it the same. Fair. Thank you very much, uh, Michael. Would you would you change anything? I think um, I think I probably would review this more favorably as well. No, I. Um... I look at look at that score two point five and I'm kind of like, God, I didn't realise I rated that that low. I can't really remember why what my issues were with the book. Um maybe I, I found it slow as well or something, but when I think back to it, I think, yeah, it was a pretty decent story. I enjoyed it. So yeah, I'm I'm surprised kind of that I was that low on it at the time. I probably think I would review it more favourably if we revisited it or if we continued with the series. Um I think I find the I find the 
resolutions kind of unsatisfying was a big thing for that book. Yeah, I think that's why you really yeah, I was going to say yeah. yeah, I think that's why he's had the issue. Yeah, yeah, I thought, I thought it was kind of yeah, it was unsatisfying the way it was. It was resolved. It wasn't foreshadowed well. I don't think, um, but I still, I, I thought the characters were really well developed. There was maybe a bit too many characters. I would have probably liked a, a smaller cast than this. It was kind of there was about too many. You know, I would have preferred if it focused on the main cast a bit more. There was a bit of keep people popping out of left field a lot and stuff. But yeah, no, I, I think I would review this more favorably if I if I did today. Thank you. That's interesting. Actually, I'm surprised to hear that from both of you. I know Stephen, you sort of say you kept it where you did, but you're you're wavering about taking right, it. Up. I am definitely on the fence. Just based on the other things that I rated the same, um, I think it's a bit unfair to be to match some of them. Uh, but we we talk about them when we get to them. So, so then it was uh, Jonathan next. You scored it a three out of five. Jonathan, anything to add? Um, I'm actually surprised that I rated it higher than them guys. Um, no, I think I think it's about right. Like I was thinking there myself, if I had a rated like two point five, would have been on the fence. But now, yeah, uh, I think three uh, was about right. I, I didn't hate the book. I did think it was enjoyable. Yeah, we did. I think we all agreed we had some problems with the <laughs> that actually didn't make sense. Um, and it was maybe a bit too much on the cozier side rather than the mystery side. But yeah, I, th- I think three is fair um, of what I thought of the book at the time. Yeah, thank you very much, Johnny. Um, so then myself, I scored it the highest. I previously read the book before, or listened to the book before, and listened to its two sequels at that stage, actually the fourth one's out now, which I have bought. I haven't listened to yet. But um, I don't know. I actually think I would maybe, looking at some of the other scores, I think I'd maybe bring it down to a three. Yeah. To be honest, I think... Um, I was expecting I think that. Three and like, and I was going to ask whether you had kind of like first-timers... Uh, you know, feelings where you, you kind of have to go high. Mm. I don't know if it was that. I think, I mean, I do enjoy the book, but now when you compare it to the other two books, I've scored a three and a half. Like, as I say, one's a Harry Potter book, which is like an easy listen. And one's, uh, as we said, like uh, Blood Meridian, you know, two vastly different books, or three vastly different books. But I just, I, f- I find it hard to look at all three of those and think they're all the same quality yeah i think that's why we we always say that we don't we don't rate on uh objective quality it is just subjective enjoyment because i think like we're not really qualified to do the objective quality or anything so and it keeps us kind of from keeps us right from people saying oh how can you how can you say x is a better book than y and we're not ever saying that. We're saying that we enjoyed X more than Y. Maybe I tell you, I've got an A level in English lit. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I don't. You, you're got sorted. I don't. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, but I think I think I still maybe would bring it down to a three, potentially. Even though I have gone ahead and listened to the sequels, I just I don't know if a, a three and a half is still where I would be happy to keep that. So yeah, that was book number seven. Okay, so number six on our top ten list is uh, The Final Empire, Brandon Sanderson book. Um, yeah, Michael, do you want to you wanna jump in? This, you recommended this, and you're a big Sanderson fan, so... Yeah, 
I recommended this because we had not yet done an epic fantasy book, and we said at the start of the in our very first intro episode, we all said that we were fantasy fans. So I was like, okay, it's we finally we need to do a fantasy book. And I thought Brandon Sanderson, he writes his his books are basically like Marvel movies. You know, they're they're fun. They're they're very very action oriented. I was like, everybody will love this book. I'll put it down, and then Stephen just completely knocked me back when he immediately said that he not only that he he wasn't lukewarm on the book he doesn't dislike the book he hated the book which really uh, that actually (laughs) made it hard to host that episode Stephen because I was so thrown back by that I was had to like reorientate myself that entire episode have to keep you on your toes just that's it put our friendship on the rocks a wee bit (laughs) we we did struggle for a while after that yeah (laughs) But um, I I don't know. Do you want to save your your review for your opinion again for last, I'll, Stephen? Or do I'll you go, go last. Back? Yeah, sure. No, I can go last. Do you do you want to do you want? So you give it a four point five. Would you stick with that, or do you think? Yeah, I, I I would definitely stick with four point five. I I really really like this book. I do find it a lot of fun. I love the original magic system and the ideas in this book, and I think. You said, I think at the time, one of your gripes was the ending was very rushed, but I don't find that these endings rushed at all. I find them like, I find them really well foreshadowed. I think like the pieces are put together so well, they're plotted so well. And it's just this constant uh, revealing of answers. And it's always, it's not like something like Lost where something comes out of nowhere. They're always, it's always set up very intentionally. So and and I, and I know a big issue you had was Michael Kramer as well. You did not enjoy him at all. I I like Michael Kramer. I think he he does a pretty good job. He's not he's not Stephen Fry or anything. He's not an incredible actor, but I think he just reads it in a engaging way. But not a he doesn't act it in a great way. But he is an engaging voice actor in my opinion. But I know that you strongly disagree with that. That's yeah. I can't quite remember to be honest. Uh but yeah, I think I think you're right. I can't I can't remember his voice, um, so it obviously didn't stick with me. But yeah, I'll talk I'll talk about that when it's my turn. <laughs> um, so you're you're gonna stick? Yeah. Four point five. All right, Johnny. You also give it a four point five. Um, what do you think? Uh, nearly is it nearly a year on? When was that? February. February. Yeah. That, so. Yeah, I mean, I re- I remember really enjoying this book. Um, I'll, Epic fantasy books probably my top genre, um, and yeah, I've never read any of Brandon Sanderson, and I think Michael was right to, to start with this one. It was a good kind of entry level. Um, kind of introduces is is com maybe not complex. I know this they're more complex than normal magic systems, which I like. It's a bit more to think about, and about the characters and this were great. You know, and had the classic you know hero. Um and the you know the person then that comes in that that's young and doesn't know anything but is really powerful and behind the covers and needs to be like them have this mentor has the mentor figure to train them up and stuff. Um, yeah, I just think it was a very powerful story, and yeah, it was probably I'm not sure what number did you say this was overall? Six, six, six. Number six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that probably one of my favorites this of this uh, top ten. Cool. Uh, okay, happy days, J- Jason. You done obviously didn't review this book, uh, but did did you say you listened to this, or is this one of the ones that you hadn't listened no. to? No, 
haven't listened no to. i never got around to listen to this never got around to listen to this book um the runtime sort of put me off in between trying to sort of keep up with yeah like oh. my own reading yeah because this is the, this the is book. the longest book we did isn't it this was like yeah. 26 was this 26 hours or something Mm, can't remember exactly, but uh, it's it was over twenty anyway. I do think it sounds interesting. Same as slow horses, it is something that I maybe potentially would like to listen to. It's just I have so many other books I would like to listen to as well. <laughs> yeah, it's it is one you have to commit to, and I think as well you you have to really you can't you can't like listen to this one and then stop for like you know a chapter of this and then a chapter of a different book. You kind of have to stay with this one, I think, or else you just lose track of what's going yeah. on see the funny thing about this is uh a lot of the books i read i i pick are books that i really love and i'm like kind of like i hope you guys like them of course but i i don't really mind whereas this one was specifically chosen as a crowd pleaser with something like the humans i was like these guys probably i don't know if they'll like this but i really like this book so i'm gonna pick it anyway but you really did like that then i picked the final empire thinking everybody's gonna love this and Stephen hated it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's part of the fun i'll listen to it someday and let you know yeah so i guess on to me and so yeah i rated this the lowest uh with a 1.5 and to be honest i think i would stick with that because in terms of enjoyment the other book that i wrote i rated as a 1.5 was blood meridian and yeah funnily enough <laughs> these those were the two books those are the only two books that i've ever had to listen to on like sped up <laughs> I think I think Final Empire I ended up listening to like three times speed. Like I built up to that, obviously. I can't remember if I talked about that in the episode, but I built did, up to yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Blood Reading was two times or something like that. But anyway. Um yeah, I think a lot of the gripes that I had with it still stand. I can't remember about the narrator, like you were saying, Michael, but I I guess if he was bad at the time I w I wouldn't like it now. Uh from what I remember of the plot, there was a lot of stuff about balls that she kept going to. <laughs> she kept going to these like dances, and and then it was pointless for some reason, and it was like really annoying. And there were so many of them that, and they were all exact same. I was like, Jesus, can we get to some like fighting or something? And then then there'd be like you know hints that there was going to be some action scene, and then it would just be like, oh this on oh, this happened while you were at that party. Jesus. <laughs> And then I think, from what I remember of the end, and there was this big build-up to like a big battle, which happened off-screen. Is that right? Uh, that not off-screen, but off. That, that wasn't the end battle. That was more. That was about seventy-five percent around that region. The the actual climax of the book, you do see that. But I know what you're on about. You're on about where they yeah um, the army gets dismantled, and that That's does happen yeah, off-screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was a whole some, some build up to that, that, and then like, I was like, "Okay, it's go this is going to be amazing," and then it just ripped that away from me, and then I just ruined the whole thing. The ma the magic system, I can't remember what I said at the time, but thinking on it now, I think it is interesting. Um, maybe it does. Uh, I don't know. It's not. It's because it's so like um, everything's so woven together. You know, like the like and based in science, I think. Something about that just doesn't sit right with me. I don't know. Not not that it doesn't sit right with me. It's just about jarring. In some ways, I'm not sure. It's not whimsical enough. Is a thing. <laughs> I like magic to be full of whimsy. Yeah, there is a there is a spectrum of like magic. The more you explain of it, the more it kind of loses its wonder. But 
the but you get to use it more as a thing to solve plots because yeah. you know and unlike in lord of the rings gandalf's magic it, it's really random but that's what makes it kind of kind of magical but at the same time you can't really use gandalf's magic to to win the battle or anything because we don't know how it works so therefore it would be unsatisfying to use that to win the battle so it's kind of Gandalf doesn't even do magic. He just knows how to light fires and stuff. Yeah, and he he, like... just, he does that big light when he's like on the movie when he's charging down. I can make a really big light, to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and the tr- and the and the Hobbit, the trolls, he just tricks. Well, I suppose Bobo tricks him, but yeah, he moves anyway. his he moves the bush out of the way with his staff. I, that's... It, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good magic. But see that the thing but is speaking though, of the Hobbit, I, like I think... that skips the battle. Sorry, just... So speaking of The Hobbit, like, that skips the battle, you know? Yeah. No, let's not talk about Game that. of Thrones season one does that too. The show went away. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dune does it as well. Seems, yeah, seems to be a thing. Don't like it, though. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, the thing is, though, with the, the super in-depth system, though, I, I think I talked before, I kind of like when things are like that. I think it was Norse mythology. I was talking about that a lot, where I like it to, you know, have a clear, everything kind of weaves together. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it, yeah, 1.5. <laughs> Fuck the final empire. I'm not reading it again. <laughs> Sorry, Michael. No worries, Stephen. Yeah, okay, so top number five then is Rivers of London by Ben, Horny Ben, Ben Aronovich. <laughs> uh... I'll, I'll go first in this one. I, I really like this book. I think it still has, stands up to a four, um, from what I remember. Wizard Cops and, yeah, Horny Ben. I, I, I really liked it. There were some parts that were a bit um, awkward, like all of the Horny Ben bits. But <laughs> apart, apart from that, I think it was it was really good, yeah. Uh, Johnny, do, do you want to go? Uh, you, you read it at a three. Yeah, I mean, I remember thinking this book was I think I was a bit yeah, confused like, but remember there's like the different subplots the concept is good um, I just I don't know the book itself just doesn't didn't, didn't strike a chord with me like I, I, thought, I thought like if you had told me I know we had our guess I remember whenever you made the guess and said it was going to be Wizard Cops and I said if, it, if that's what it is it's ridiculous <laughs> I, I kind of like that, that it was the ridiculous but I don't know it just didn't doesn't entertain me the way I thought it would have. So yeah, I think three again is is still what I feel about it. I think that yeah, the concept was good, but yeah, the book itself just just wasn't wasn't quite there for me. Yeah, that's 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 fair enough. See, though, I I find that interesting though because you like the Thursday Murder, Murder Club, which you also rated a three. Yeah, I mean, I guess because this Wizard Cop thing is more of a topic that I felt like I said I should like. Whereas Cozy Mystery on the Thursday Murder Club was something that maybe isn't really the thing that I normally listen to. So it was more like, it's kind of like if, say, if you went on the, the murder mystery kind of category, a three in that category is actually higher than a three in the fantasy one because I'm more critical. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah, fair enough. Um Michael, sorry, I, I cut you off there. I think you were dying to say something. Oh no, I was just gonna say, uh, make sure to go to Jason for this book too, because he he did. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Listen to this. Um, so I, I rated this a four point five because 
it was a book that I already knew that I liked before I picked it. Uh, I really love uh, Kobna Holdbrook-Smith's performance in this book. I think it's one of the best uh, voice acting jobs of all the books we've done. Uh, it's up there with Stephen Fry and Mark Meadows in my estimations. I think the voice for Henry Pike and is all brilliant. And I, I really do, like we were talking about this sense of wonder kind of that maybe was absent for you, Stephen, for The Final Empire. I do feel like a sense of wonder for this book, especially at the beginning. I, I love the beginning of this book where, uh, you know, he talks to the ghost and everything. And I yeah. think I, I just love how this book goes so bananas. I love when stories do that. They just go absolutely off the rails, but it's still it still makes a cohesive story. I think it's a very difficult thing to pull off to have it go just so sideways, but still satisfying and still where it feels well put together. So that's why I really like this book. And and I think this series actually gets stronger as it goes. Yeah, this is definitely one. This book was one of the ones I wanted to read the sequels. I just haven't got yeah. around to it. I keep seeing them every time I go on the Waterstones. And I'm like, hmm, should I buy one? <laughs> Or not, but yeah. So you you would stay the same then? On what what did you rate that? Uh, four four and a half. Five, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Right. So Jason, you you weren't on the podcast at the time, but you have read the book. So what did you think of it? Maybe we can add your amended score on here as well. I I I remember liking this book. Um, I remember almost buying the sequel. So I I like. I was keen on like continuing the story forward. Uh, I had gripes with Horny Ben, like <laughs> bit of a perv. Like he is a bit of a perv. Yeah. So I mean, if that improves in the further books, I'd be happy. But um, I did enjoy this book. I really did. I think I would give it like maybe a four out of five. To be honest, from memory, yeah, I I did like the whole the whole magic system and everything about it. So cool. I. Don't know what that would do to the scores if we put yours in there, but it's probably around the same. Probably bring up the four. Higher, yeah. It would it would uh, tie it level with our our four our number four book if we added Jason's score. Yeah, so on to book number four um, in our top ten ratings, and that was Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets by J.K. Rowling, narrated by Stephen Fry. So the lowest rating here was uh, Jason. Um, who was the host of the episode as well. So, Jason, do you want to talk about the Still Feel This Way? Yeah, it was quite a quite a recent book for us. I mean, I wouldn't change very much about my rating. Um, I think I made my feelings well known about the second book. It's definitely the worst of the whole series for me. I think a three and a half is is fair for it. Like, I think it's still, while it's still enjoyable, it's it can be a pain at times also um so i'm just going to keep it three and a half i'm happy enough for that cool and then myself michael and Stephen all agreed in our scores we all gave it a four so we'll go to you first michael and then to you Stephen. um what do you think yeah uh i, I suppose i'll just bring it up then um to the listeners that this this episode was not published on spotify at the time and it's still not at, at the moment of recording I hope by the time this you hear this episode that is fixed, we weren't aware that it was not on the Spotify feed um, because we were still getting downloads, but we've now become aware those downloads were coming from 
other platforms so it's published on other platforms but it's missing from spotify for some reason hopefully we have that resolved um sorry about that it's gonna be a lot of people listening to that out of order then but hopefully it still works just you know like pulp fiction or something you know listen to it out of order and and, and it still works but uh yeah so i i rated this a four anyway um i think four is about accurate i said not four is four out of five is my floor for the harry potter series uh it's what we rate for a good book and i think this is a good book but it's not anything more than a good book it's not anything special on the harry potter series the other harry potter books are much better than this it's still got good moments it's still it's still pretty funny it's a good adventure uh ron hermione and harry the main cast are really good on this we get more on the Weasleys, which is really good. But yeah, that's not. I think the word I kept using this episode was there just wasn't enough consequence to the series from this book compared to like future ones that change a lot and they change the status quo. This is it's not a filler book, but it's the closest to a filler book that the Harry Potter series gets, in my opinion. Yeah, and for me, for me, I think I would you know I would drop it down maybe a half point. Um, because again, looking at this, the rest of this, maybe even to three, I give it a four, but I think I might drop it to three because, like, I think I would rather reread Slow Horses and Rivers of London, which I both give three point. Well, I give Rivers of London a four and Slow Horses three point five. I think I I would rather read those ahead of this. Mm-hmm. I do love the book, don't get me wrong, but I think based on the rest of this, I think I have to drop it. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. It's probably the the biggest drop. Didn't see that coming, did you? Don't see this. You just That's a big drop. Just absolutely from an horse banner in the works. Um, <laughs> I myself give it a four as well. Um, yeah, I'd agree with what Michael definitely said there. Um, it's not the strongest in the series, but still quite an enjoyable book. Again, I've only read it's only the second time I've listened to that book. Um, so I guess Stephen, maybe because you listen to these or read them every year, you're a bit less. You, you just know them like the back of your hand, like you'd I probably rather read the other ones. Yeah, I mean, I would, I probably will definitely be listening to this, um, hopefully in the future again, a few times. Um, I still really enjoy the Chamber of Secrets, so, but yeah, I agree with what you said. Um, so I'm, I'm sticking with my four. So the next two places are actually a tie. So joint for second was The Shining. Um, by Stephen King, narrated by Campbell Scott, and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams, and read by, or narrated by Stephen Fry. So we'll go to the Hitchhikers first, because I think that was the further one, um, or the least recent of the two. So that was actually chosen by me, again, just because of you know how important this book is in terms of recent pop culture. The ratings, <laughs> so Michael, Stephen and myself all give this a five, basically saying it's, you know, up there as good as good as it gets in, in our entertainment, but I think we'll start with Jason who gave this a one <laughs> out of five. Um, so Jason, um, if you want to go through again, why, why would you give this book such a low score? <laughs> why could you I hate this book. I'm so glad that my one out of five has took this away from the top spot. 
because yeah, I this, could not limit this that. This would have been the top book of the year had you given it any kind of half-decent score. <laughs> <laughs> um, I absolutely despise this book, yeah. Um, I just, I just, I mean, I, I said before, like, Stephen had recommended to me, I finally got around to listening to it, maybe late 2022, hated it then. I joined up on the podcast, and then Jonathan, like, literally announced that this was the second book I'd be reviewing on the podcast and I thought, oh my god, I have to listen to this book again <laughs> um, I just don't find it enjoyable apart from that one bit with the wheel I would give it lower than one <laughs> if I could um, that's all I have to say, I wouldn't change it Fair enough, I think um, yeah, if people can go back and listen to that episode again, they go free how much he hated that book, but yeah <laughs> Um, so the rest of the other three of us all give it a five. Um, starting with myself, I, I don't know about, yeah, I mean, I guess, I think Stephen Fry for me, see if this wasn't narrated by Stephen Fry, I don't think I would have given it a five. I think it would have been a 4.5. I think he, like, definitely makes it a lot more enjoyable. Not that I don't absolutely love the book anyway, but just, just thinking about it now, and like, for example, would I have rather, I'd rather read, you know, like a, a Game of Thrones, all maybe not discuss the length of books in terms of this, but in terms of the actual type of book, like the epic fantasies I really enjoy. So this is, you know, more of a short kind of novel type, um, silly science fiction book. But yeah, I would still stand by my five just about, um, I do think Stephen Fry just really makes this, um, book more enjoyable for me what about michael and steven starting with michael again yeah i would a hundred percent stick with my five uh for this uh you know it i think it's just a, an exceptional book i think there is no wasted time at all in this book i think it's so funny i think um i think the pacing is excellent i think stephen fry does an excellent job with this book i think it would still be fantastic if somebody else read it but it's even better with Stephen Fry reading it I just I think the interactions it's so clever and I was just smiling I just smile the whole time I listened to this and I think it's I think it's amazing to be honest it's definitely a five for me yeah I think I think I have to doubt that like there's, there's nothing more I can really add to it I love it love the book I could you know definitely listen to it again <laughs> yeah I'll keep it short and sweet just to preserve Jason's sanity but <laughs> Thank you. If we ever do a sequel, I'm 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 not joining. <laughs> so then the other joint second book, The Shining. Um, so this had more of a range of ratings. So we'll go with the lowest first. So Stephen, you give this a two point five. Do you want to go free again? Start summary yeah, of that score. I, I think yeah, two point five. I mean. I don't know. I can't even remember why I didn't like it so much. Uh, but I know I know that I wouldn't want to listen to it again. You know, um, I didn't, still didn't watch the film, but I I can't remember why I didn't like the book. I think I didn't like the abusive uh, dad. Yeah, you didn't like husband. You didn't like Jack Torrance at all. Um... Oh, yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you you said that uh, you're not really a fan of like. 
some kind of horror movies that you find them boring and that you find this kind of boring. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Yeah, so it's a it's a horror story, but it wasn't scary or anything. Do you know, I was I remember was very critical of people say, oh, it's so scary. Like, oh, you can't listen to this when you're you know walking along on a dark night, which I did <laughs> every time I was listening to. It. So I'm like, I completely disagree with those views, but. I mean, those aside, I, I just didn't like, like, didn't really appeal to me. It was okay. I could, like, again, I can't remember which book I said it about, but I could listen to it again, but probably won't. I think I would drop it maybe to two. Because I probably could listen to Thursday Vertical. Actually, was that the book that I said I could, I wouldn't listen to again? <laughs> can't remember. I think, <laughs> I think, I think The Shining was lower than that for me, so myself i was next lowest i give it a four out of five i remember i hated the movie but the book i find good um again i came on that from a perspective of not really enjoying or even associate myself with horror uh the horror genre and this i think kind of has maybe made me more uh receptive now to future kind of horror books definitely from stephen king so I think it's was definitely a good book for my entry into this genre. Um, I think a four is fair for me. Um, again, it was a great book, and it was. I think what I enjoyed most about this book is that you're reading one of those, you know, one of those absolutely very famous books, and just kind of like seeing, you know, what everyone has been talking about this whole time. So I think, yeah, I I would stand by my four. Then next was Jason on a four point five. So Jason, wanna go free? I I think maybe at the time of recording, I was sort of hemming in hand about my score. I wasn't sure to give it a four and a half or a five, and I'm still not entirely sure. I haven't given any book a five yet, and I, I just I just don't know if if I can give the shining that sort of five out of five full marks. I loved it that much because I feel like I still had some gripes of it, but a very enjoyable book. I mean, the less we say about the movie, the better. You know, <laughs> I'm not basing the book score on that at all. What um, a awesome movie! I hope I, I love the movie, and I think it's like the best. <laughs> I think it's an okay movie. It's just not. It's not The Shining. Uh, it's um, just the book is yeah, a lot better. The movie, the movie can be tense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I really I really really like this book. I don't I don't think I would push it up to a five out of five. I think a four out of five. I'm I'm quite happy with. I mean, it's it's much higher than any of the other scores I give in any of the other books. So, so then moving on to Michael, um, you recommended this book. You've discussed many times of how you're a big fan of. Uh, Stephen King on this podcast, and you give this um, a five out of five. So, do you want to go through what you think? Yeah, uh, this is a bit of a like picker's bias here. Where again, I, I picked this book because I knew already before that it was a high, highly rated book for me. So I knew coming on, I was going to give this a high rating. Um, it's one of my favorite all time books. It's it was one of the I think one of the first five or six books that I would have read on my own that wasn't part of like something for school or or something that I was made to read so it was one of the first books that I read for like enjoyment and it just really it really captured my imagination and everything I've got a really it's just it's it's close to my heart kind of this book um 
it got me really interested in horror um and i love i love stephen king's characterization i love the way he writes i love how he's so and the and the head of his characters like it's so realistic all the invasive thoughts of characters and everything um me and jason in this episode we defended jack torrance a lot i don't think jack torrance is a nice person at all and i think beating your child is always completely undefensible but i think at the very least he's an interesting character is what i think about him and i do feel bad for him and has issues with alcohol and addiction i find it a very raw story it's it's written from stephen king at a time when he was dealing with alcoholism so he's clearly trying to work through things with this book Uh, i found it very raw and very emotional and very uplifting in a strange way i don't I don't completely find it scary either, but I've always, I think I've said on the past in this podcast, I don't think horror necessarily has to be scary. I think as long as you care about the characters and they're in apparel that you care about, then that it's at least done its job. Like I, I said to Jonathan before, you know, The Walking Dead is not really scary, but it's still a horror because it's, you know, it's doing horror tropes. So that's how, kind of how I feel uh, feel about it it's definitely a five star for me it's one of my favorite all-time books i was just gonna say just to go back to jack torrance and the whole you know me and michael defend them i think you have to sort of take the character in the context of the genre of the book yeah like you know it's, it is a horror story like you're going to have despicable characters um i still think he is somewhat redeemable yeah i still i still think he's a dick like you know, don't get me wrong i still think he's not a nice man. I think he still has a, a redemption arc, however. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, obviously, if he was in the likes of Thursday Murder Club, which is a very cosy story, like, he would be the villain, you know? Yeah, he would be, yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's all of it in the context of, of the book, and it's a horror book, so, like, they're going to be bad people, they're going to be bad characters, they're not going to be nice, they're going to have, they're going to be multi-dimensional, and they're going to be flawed. Yeah. Yeah, I think Stephen's argument, yeah, was about the the arc more than obviously having bad characters as the main characters is, is okay, but it's I think it was the redemption arc, you know, because it was a bit ambiguous as well, the redemption arc. Um obviously left up to our interpretation. Um so I think his issue was that did he redeem himself? No. Or should he, you know, wasn't even close to redeeming himself, whatever. And I think we all agreed that, you know, although he might not have completely redeemed himself, at least there was that little, do you know, that little kind of glimmer um, in there that he still had something, some good part of him hidden in there somewhere. Just before uh, I go on to uh, our topic of the year, I just want to check with you guys if we can possibly separate number two and number three um if we don't if we fall even on that that's fine so i guess i'll go to you first Stephen, because i know what your answer is going to be the shining or hitchhikers it's going to be hitchhikers man easy yeah there's no question like (laughs) even if it wasn't even if it was in the shining like if it was some other horror book i I still think hitchhikers so it's so highly rated for me it'd be hard to beat yeah We'll go to Jason next because, again, he was being an obvious one because he obviously hated <laughs> one of these books. Yeah, I hated one and loved the other. Like, one's my least favorite, one is my most favorite of the year. Um, yeah, Shining would definitely be my pick over Hitchhikers. Yeah, and I, I think I'm probably the next obvious person here because The Shining was a book that I picked. I do 
they are very close for me, but The Shining would edge it for me. Uh, so, Fair Jonathan, boy. you are the decider whether these books are joined second or if we can separate them. So, what do you think? Unfortunately, I don't think they can be separated because I would definitely side with Hitchhikers still. Yeah, I mean, Hitchhikers is more closer to what I would normally read, although The Shining, I did say, was helping me get into that genre. I still think that the I'm going to enjoy the genres that I currently like more um, until I've definitely got more into the horror genre. So, yeah, it's, I think it's going to have to be Hitchhikers for me. Yeah, I think it's going to have to come down to who was the better narrator, so... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you've got three, uh, three fives out of fives. Nah, like, yeah, you know, it's fine. Like it's, it's fair to stick out in second. Yeah, so uh, joint second, those two um, were unable to separate them. So we will go to our number one book of the year. Our number one book of the year was recommended by Jonathan. Just checking. When did we review that? That was on March. It was, it so, was, yeah. Long time ago. March. Um. And the book that was our top book of the year was All Quiet on the Western Front by Eric R- Maria Remark and narrated by Tom Lawrence. So, Jason, I'm going to start with you because you weren't on this episode and I f- and you did read this book, didn't you? So if you want to give your opinion on it now, do you think it belongs here on the top spot of the year? Um, yeah, I think it would, it would definitely... In my opinion, it would be between this and The Shining for my two favorite of the year. Um, I I really loved this book. I was saying before we started the podcast, and I probably was chatting to you about it when we were on the stag do back in March. But like I I listened to this book on the way to and from the stag do, and I I really loved it. The story I, I really shocked me. I actually did not expect me to like this uh world war one story so much but i had really 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 loved this book um it would potentially would be scraping a five for me as well but i think i'm gonna to have to give it a four and a half out of five i also went and watched the movie on netflix afterwards and again that was a it was a brilliant brilliant film as well it got it actually deserved all the plaudits it got yeah really good story really good book loved it yeah, and uh, Jason given it a four point five doesn't doesn't change the average. Yeah, I was like, I was going to say exactly that. Jason gave it a four point <laughs> five, but the average score was four point five. So uh, that bring it up a bit. Yeah, so that leaves it unaffected. Um, Stephen, you were the lowest on this book. You give it a three point five, which isn't at all a bad score. So you by no means did not dislike this. You didn't dislike this book. I mean to say, um, but you were the you were the least you know you weren't completely yeah. enamored with it the way we were uh what do you think about it now yeah i liked it i liked it a lot um i i can't think of a bad thing to say about it uh really to be honest but i mean looking at the again looking at the other scores that i've given right it's definitely below slow horses for me right and it's not better than rivers of london so i can't go higher yeah um i don't really want to go lower either though so uh, it's a tricky one. Uh, I remember wondering why they got an English guy to do it, <laughs> a German guy, uh, which I still stand by that point. Uh, I think it, it might have been more immersive if it was like a German guy doing it in, in an English accent, which is weird. Or no, sorry, a German guy saying it in English. 
so you have the German accent or anything, which is weird, but I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't. I can't think of a bad thing to say about it though, but I can't put it higher. Yeah, um, Jonathan. Oh no, I'll go. I'll go next since you were the one who packed the book, so I'll give you the final word on it. Yeah, I I stand by my five out of five. I really, really enjoyed this book. I found it like I think it does something that's so difficult in books, which is it's simple. It's easy to read. It's simple language. It's just so straightforward and so to the point, and yet it's so powerful. And I think finding that balance is so impressive in books. The only it's nearly like um I don't know if any of you have ever read To Kill a Mockingbird, but I would nearly compare it to that, where it's it's a really simple written book, but it's it just packs such a punch. I think it belongs in the Jonathan. I think you got this from a list of like books to change your life or, or something like that. It, it, does belong yeah and that kind of esteem of lust for me it's an absolute classic and i'm amazed that i only get into this book you know this year from your recommendation but i really loved the book i thought it was fantastic and i think it, it's deservedly number one of the year yeah first of all i'd like to thank my mom and my dad for <laughs> um, you know raising me um to take top spot of this year is my absolute <laughs> honor and privilege um yeah, no, I think that this being our topic of the year is completely justified. Um, I give this a five as well. And yeah, I mean, it was my favorite book of the year. They agree with what Michael said. Simply written, but s- such a powerful book. And again, the, I think if I had a favorite genre of anything, it is war. I think that's why I like fantasy and stuff. is so much too epic fantasy because it is always about like fighting and war. Um, but this obviously is, a, a, although it's a fiction book, it's very much based on true events. Um, I just think, yeah, this is just such an amazing book. Uh, I think it's something that everyone should read at least once. I'll definitely, I've actually just seen there that the follow-up book to this, uh, I actually can't remember the name now, um, on the Returning Home or something like that. Um, but the follow-up why, book basically. Why loud so, on the Eastern back? <laughs> Um, yeah so I, I think i'll be definitely reading up the follow of the, the follow-up book of this and i'll probably come back to this book again in the future but um yeah it's just, just a brilliant book yeah so that's that's us that's our our books uh so this this took the top spot this year um it didn't get the it didn't quite get the five out of five all rounds that the humans got last year jonathan so you know suck it but yeah We'll say, uh, Jason probably <laughs> would have given that uh, four. A one star. <laughs> no, do you think Jason said he liked that book? I did really like Humans. Um, I think I did say I maybe would have given it a five, if not a four and a half. Again, it's been that long since I've listened to it, but it was really good. It's funny, like, because it's such a weird but I... plot, but it was so good. <laughs> yeah. But <let's> think <laughs> about how, suppose... how you would won the Premier League, Michael. Like, if you got 100 points one year and then got ninety to the next year, it's still a Premier League. Trophy, it doesn't matter how many points you got. So. True, you won, Jonathan. I don't, I'll give you that. <laughs> I am the. I don't think I would give. Um, I don't think I would give humans five out of five purely because I would much rather go back and listen to All Quiet and the Rest in Front or The Shining. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the humans would still be still be top spot for me. I've read it a good few books. Five at this stage, I'm not. I'm very liberal with my fives, but. <laughs> Do you know, <laughs> you I know it was class. last year, right? Um, but we haven't talked about it. So Matt Haig, who wrote The Humans, I was in Waterstones the other day and I was nearly going to buy a, a kid's book 
because he was the the author. And it, it was like it was something like a mouse called something, and it looked like like so weird for him to have written. But I thought it would have been well, funny. I think it was a Christmas book. I'm not sure. Oh, I I've read a Christmas book yeah, by so him. He does um, like children. Maybe books. it was that. It was a, it's a pretty good book. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to to bring up, Michael, is um, just on the back of you saying you've given a lot of books like high scores. Um, I was wondering, have you have you picked any sort of books that you haven't read before? No, I I have always done books that I have already read and liked. So that's always that's going to inflate my scores further, obviously, because I'm already like pre pre picking these books, but um. It's just kind of like, it's books that I've read. And the reason that I do that is because I've always wanted to talk about these books. And now this podcast gives me an opportunity to talk about my favorite books. So I, I kind of rely on you guys. I don't really need to pick books that I've not heard before or not read before for my picks because I can rely on you guys to introduce me to new stuff. And I and then I get the balance of, you know, I can talk about some of my favorites. That's the way I, I, I view it anyway. No, that's that's a fair point. Um, I was just going to ask, were you ever planning on changing that? But I can see, I can see your reasoning. I think I've uh, no, I've got like the next three books that I kind of I want to do, and now I've read all of them. <laughs> so I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's always going to be books that I've read before for my recommendations. But we'll see. Yeah. So uh, anybody who didn't keep up with the last episode, there just a, a reminder: the book that we are doing next, or. The, the book that we are on currently and will be reviewing next is Treasure Island uh, by Robert Louis Stevenson and it's ver- various narrators. It's an audio drama, so it is. Um, we will be reviewing that. Th- that episode will come out on the 1st of January. So you won't hear from us again until 2024. <laughs> is there a forfeit for the lowest ranked um, book? What? what? I feel like we should maybe maybe like make a game of uh of like like a prize like a forfeit for like the lowest rank of 2024 and highest best ranked book of 2024 mm. <laughs> I don't know, because judging it's by my scores i don't like the odds <laughs> yeah that's not fair because then i'm like steven steven picks obscure books that we're all going to hate but he just wants to pick the obscure and now he won't do that anymore so yeah no i still will but then it, i'll do the i think it should whatever. be i think it they should either both be good prizes or both were bad. Like rather than you know the top is good and the bottom's bad. So you're either striving to be the best book or striving to be the worst book. The thing is, I try and pick obscure books that I think are going to be good, but they end up not being good. Well, that's what I do as well. Like I, I pick books that I think will be good. Do you have anything in mind, Jason, like or, or Jonathan, what what they'd actually be? No, it was just something that came up with on the spot there. Yeah, we could uh, we could throw it out to the listeners and see what they think. I think I I have got a good idea. I believe that whatever the the best and the worst book is, the so say Stephen right gets the worst book and I get the best book, which I think is what happened this year. Was Stephen you were the worst one this year? No, it was Jason. No, it was me. Jason, right? So so Jason gets the worst one. I get the best one, and then the other three people, so the other three use for the best all buy the actual hard copy of the book oh, of geez. the best book and give that to me and vice versa for the worst one I'm going to have <laughs> to read the Mastborn book aren't I <laughs> so then you have if Jason picks the worst one he has a copy of the worst book 
I like that. Yeah. yeah. And I have the copy. I have a copy of the, of book, the actual physical copies. Um, yeah. No, that sounds good. I really, really have a copy of the book, so. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. Okay. That's, it is decided. Next year, we will, in our review episode, we'll, we'll know by the time we do the review episode, so we'll have pre-bought the books. What about, just throwing this out there, what, what about whoever gets the worst book has to narrate the best book? But do really enthusiastic uh, the book they like the least, but like really enthusiastically. Like, <laughs> Nar- narrate the whole book. Narrate, oh well, maybe narrate the first chapter, maybe. But they have to do it really enthusiastically, like they loved it. I know. Whoever gets the worst book has to sing "Firework" by Katy Perry. <laughs> 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 from from start to finish. I'll only be picking bangers then. Good books, that is for people who are not from Ireland and know what banging means. <laughs> now, the word banging can actually be used in both contexts, so it can actually mean yeah. something that's really good or something that's really bad. So, If you say, how was that chippy? It was banging. That It was probably stinking, but... If you're on about a book, it's actually hard to know what's the way you say it more than anything. <laughs> the, the it's like, like, I'm learning Spanish, and like whenever you ask a question, you still say the same phrase, but you have to phrase it like... So if you want to say like, like what what is it like or what is that, you would just say like gay. Like you have to actually like put it as this like you're asking a question. But if you were like say say the word for what is K, um so like if you were ask if you were saying what like as in what what do you want, you would just say K. But if you were saying what as in you're asking the question, you're you're kinda like gay. It's hard to explain that, like, but do you know what I mean? Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> cut that Make that the, the intro thing. The something that, well, <laughs> people that are actual Spanish will, will hate them because that's probably completely incorrect. I, I done drink, by the way, on the, the staff night out. Good it was, man. yeah, it was uh, difficult because, not because I wanted to, but because people were constantly giving me shit. They're like, what? Not. Giving you the whole, you're not Was drinking? You, what? Uh, uh, fucking, uh, the whole, whole fucking night. That's, it doesn't matter what I'm age people are. I thought I thought <laughs> that would have went away after like your teenage years or whatever, or like your early 20s, but nah. People yeah. in their 50s probably still like, to, like an old, I picture an old couple in their 80s sitting about and then one of them goes to have like a glass of wine and says, do you want one miller? One goes, no. And it's like, ah! What do you mean? You, what do you mean? You don't want a glass of wine? Fucking been married seventy years, and I find this out now. I want a divorce. I was drinking a, a Guinness Zero near the end of the night, and they're like, "You still on the zero?" Looking at my glass, and I was like, "Yeah, but I I had added a double vodka to it." And then like they were so gullible because <laughs> they were drunk, and they were like, "What, really?" And, and then they were like snuffing my drink to see if I was telling the truth, and I was like. Obviously, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> why, would you, why would you buy a Guinness Zero just to add vodka to? Yeah. <laughs> Delicious? I don't know. <laughs> maybe, Hardcore, Mike. That's why. Maybe it's a thing. I said it's Guinness Zero, but you have a wee shot of normal Guinness on it. <laughs> you chug a baby Guinness on there. Just... <laughs> Good luck, Michael. Yeah, I enjoyed myself apart from being badgered <laughs> all night. Also, I, I, I started the cold shower, Jonathan. Oh, really? They're really yeah. cold, aren't they? Yeah, they're cold. <laughs> Pretty cool. The thing about that water is... It's not a great, great time of year to be doing it, but you know what? It's some crack. I was doing it every day, but I think that there's, that's not necessary because 
you want it to still like shock your body. So if you did it every day, you would probably acclimatize too quickly. So I'm doing it every couple of days. I, I listened to that guy's book on the Wilmhoff guy, isn't it? He's the Iceman fella who popularized it. He, uh, sure. what's it called again? The, the Wilmhoff method, I think the book was. Uh, he talks about it a lot. Yeah, He's like, uh, the right. first time I ever heard of him was like this YouTube video and it's like real superheroes. And it's him obviously shirtless and like it looks like somewhere in Antarctica the way it looks, but it could be anywhere. Um, and, and it's like, and then he's basically in the book saying he's not this genetic anomaly. It's this breathing method that he uses and it's, he acclimatized himself to the cold and he talks about how we have the ability to do that. And it's, it's kind of admirable that he would admit that and just say, this is how you do it. Because if people thought I was a superhero, I'd be just like, yeah, I am, you know. I would just lean into yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a superhero. I, I am Iron Man. Crazy. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, that's one of the books I was reading. And I accidentally put us onto the chatting about other shite things. So maybe we should wrap up <laughs> I sometimes wonder, should we have a chat and shite podcast as well? Or we just talk for like an hour? That would that would help me a lot. I think. Is, is, is that we not just, where to help? Basically, what we do is we just cut the second half of this podcast off. <laughs> so, yeah. So happy New Year, everybody, and whatever else you happy celebrate. Happy Western New Year. Happy Western New Year. Sorry, our no China listeners. <laughs> We've never had a listener from China. Not yet. Not yet. We still we live in a billion and a half people. No one's listened to it. Nope. We haven't had any North Korea listeners either. So if you're out there, you know what's that about? Like, <laughs> crazy. Seriously, like, North Korea just doesn't like the audiobook club for some reason. I don't understand. We probably why. had like a listen a listener in Antarctica or something, and there's not none from China or North Korea. We had we had our first Greenland listener like two months ago, and. Anybody who's ever played the game Plague Inc. knows that that's very significant. That is how you take over the world. Once you get Greenland, <laughs> you are golden. Have to get Madagascar next, don't we? Yeah. I think we might have Madagascar. Oh, no, we don't. We don't have any in Madagascar. We're, we're coming for you, Madagascar. Madagascar <laughs> 2024. We're, so doing, we're doing a trip there. <laughs> if you know any lemurs, get them on this. <laughs> Someone just travel to Madagascar and just fucking download it there, please. <laughs> Right. Sign up. Time to stop talking to Jack. <laughs> That's for the old time. <laughs>